Have you ever held yourself back because of what you thought other people were thinking of you? And have you ever not done something because you felt like it's not good enough, I don't know enough yet, mm, other people's thing might be better? Rest assured, you are not alone and today we're gonna kick imposter syndromes but Hello, hello and welcome to the Fast Forward Amy show, the show where we lift your life and business with simple strategies. I'm Fast Forward Amy, your host and coach, and I'll bring you a new episode every Tuesday. In my most emotional coaching calls, uh, my clients usually get emotional and myself too, because we are talking about their fears and their mindsets. You know, when a landing page doesn't work out, you don't really cry about it, you just fix it. But when your mindset is holding you back and you fear what other people think of you, you can't take the next steps because you have fear of failure and imposter syndrome, that can really trip you up. And most recently, a few weeks ago, I had a coaching call with one of my clients and we were in a really big group and it became super heavy and emotional with actually a bunch of different clients because we were doing some type of hot seat coaching because we were talking about, for example, a partner who isn't supportive. We were talking about what if my stuff isn't good enough compared to my uh, colleagues who are doing it way better than I am or who've been in this game for longer. And that got me thinking and I was like, I think we really need to create a podcast episode about all of this, about what if I'm not good enough? What if everyone else is already doing it? What if other people are better? What if I don't know enough for my clients? Because these are all things that I have gone through as well, especially in the beginning of my fitness coaching career and then later in my business coaching career. And you know what? Sometimes I still have those feelings. Sometimes I am afraid to ask for feedback because I'm like, what if the feedback will be negative? But I still ask for feedback because that's how I can improve. That doesn't mean that I'm always ready to hear it. Um, most of the time, by the way, the feedback is positive, but I always ask feedback in a way that I can learn from it and can keep improving because that's how I like to run my business. I still struggle with these things. I still sometimes think back, like, for example, things I taught a year ago and I'm like, ugh, cringe. Was it good that I did it like that? Could I have done it better? I know so much more now. So there are always all of these thoughts popping up and I'm pretty sure that you um, might recognize some of these voices. So today I thought, let's go through a couple of these different little devils in our head, these little voices that fuel our imposter syndrome and fear of failure. And let's kind of just like battle them and let's just look at a few other things that can help us through this. So one of the first things I thought about is, what about that thing, for example, when you wanna bring out your first product, you wanna launch your service, you wanna uh, post tips online, you wanna create an ebook and you think, well, but, I shouldn't create, for example, an at-home workout plan because everyone else is always doing it. Or let's say you're a copywriter and you want to create a copywriting course for solopreneurs who can't afford a copywriter. You might be thinking, oh, but that one person who's my hero that I follow online has already created a copywriting course. You know, there must be something where you're like, well, why would anyone listen to my stuff? Because everyone else is already doing it and it's far better, right? I'm certain you've had these thoughts. I've had these thoughts too, because for the longest time I wanted to create my business freedom elevator, but I was like, well, there are already programs like that out there. Until I realized, you know, my twist is always gonna be different than other people's twist. And whenever I am afraid that it might not be good enough because I also have those fears, I think about, well, but they will never be able to find all of the information online that I am handing out because it's 
infused with my experience, with my clients' experiences, with the hundreds and thousands of people I have coached. That's all of the knowledge I've put into that program. So I started reframing everyone is already doing it and what if other people are better at it? Uh, and I reframed it to it's my unique way of educating. It's my unique way of portraying this because I have authentic authority. And if I, for example, create a course and I infuse it with my own uh, view on things, with my own authenticity and my authority, then all will be well and it will be a unique product. So by looking at your expertise and who you are, you can create things that are uniquely you. And I know there's a Marie Forleo quote about this. I think she says something like, uh, I think it's the world deserves the gift only you have or something along those lines. So it's basically about you are unique and you owe it to the world to show the world your uniqueness. And that's what I'm saying by this. When you feel stuck because you think, oh my God, someone else already created a glass. Like, look at this really pretty glass that I'm holding. If you're listening to the podcast, you can't see, but I'm holding a really pretty crystal glass. What if the person who made that glass was like, well, but I think someone already made a glass to pour water into. I'm fairly certain there are already tons of options of uh, glasses that you can just use for your water, but this might be unique, might not be unique, but I found it on this website. Everything was portrayed with gold and I love my crystal uh, <laughs> accessories. So I was like, I love this. Then I put a golden straw in it that I found on the same website. And for me, this is unique. Same goes for my coaching programs. I will teach in a very action-oriented way and other coaches will teach in a more theoretical way. I will make stupid jokes when I'm recording voiceovers over slides. Some people will make it more dry. Basically, when I can look at both the expertise only I have, it's not enough because other people might have the same expertise but not the same experience. But if I can add then my authenticity, that I can teach it in a way that really aligns with my own values and really the way my friends know me too, then I can create unique products. And so can you. So if you were like, well, I want to create an ebook with easy meal prep meals for people, but no one will be interested in this because on this YouTube channel, you can already find ebooks for meal prepping. I gotta tell you, maybe your clients aren't looking at those YouTube channels or maybe they are, but they think there are too many ingredients or maybe they are looking at them, but it's not in their language or maybe they're looking at them, but they don't like that you have to plan ahead that far. You have your unique way of teaching things. So show people that and don't get, um, I don't know, bothered by the fact that other people are already doing it. Reframe it and think about the fact that if other people are doing it and it's a success, it can be a success for you too. If she can do it, you can do it too. That's one of my favorite ways of reframing things. Instead of looking at other people and being intimidated, think of it as inspiration because you have the proof that it can be done and you can do it too. So I, I guess that's already a really big one. I feel like I'm, a, I'm on a motivational stage here. Um, but then it might pop up that you're thinking like, okay, but I could never do it as good as they do it. Or you're thinking, okay, but what if, um, for example, they just know more than I do? Or what if I don't know enough, enough for my clients to already help them out? And this can be with products too. Maybe you're like, what if my products aren't good enough yet? What if my packaging isn't good enough yet? Um, what if the way I teach things is good enough to help people one step forward, but not 10 steps forward? You know what? If you can help people one step forward, you're still doing better than if you weren't helping them. And 
I think I've never launched a program without wanting to improve it. And I've done countless webinars where I felt like, oh, this could have been better. The slides could have been better. Um, the audio quality could have been better. Oh, I could have been better prepared. I've had many, many, many podcast episodes where I felt like, oh, I should have been prepared better. But every time I learn and every time I hope to increase the quality a little bit. Same goes for you. If you start working with people, you only gotta, sometimes you just gotta be one step ahead. You just gotta be able to help them one step forward and then you have done more than what they could have accomplished without you. So you're doing them a service. Obviously, I'm saying all of this, assuming you don't suck at what you do, please do not suck at your job. <laughs> but for the biggest part, I see so many people continuously following coaching programs and following courses and not necessarily business coaching because I'm always going to recommend you follow business coaching. But I see people following, for example, life coaches. I see them following life coach program after life coach program after life coach program and going to conferences and getting more coaching and blah, 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 to get more and more and more skilled. Personal trainers, just the same. One more certificate and then another degree and they just keep on going. And often that is to postpone the fact that you actually got to work with the clients and actually got to figure out how to help them. And if I can let you in on a little secret, you're going to learn a lot more from actually doing it and working with your clients than that you're going to learn from not doing it and just postponing that perfection. So by working with people, you're going to learn and you're going to be able to help them even better. By uh, creating products, you're going to learn when your products break or when the paint goes off or when the plastic, uh, I don't know, melts or whatever. And then the next time your product is going to be even better. No one's first product was perfect, be that a digital product or a physical product. No one, like if you're a videographer, your first video, you probably cringe when you look at that. My first coaching, <laughs> my first coaching program, so um, it's not my first coaching program actually, but a few years ago, I ran my Business Freedom Mastermind, which is the foundation of, uh, upon which we built the Business Freedom Elevator. And the Business Freedom Mastermind, when I started out, the way I coached, the way I gave assignments, the way I spoke to my clients, it has almost nothing to do with the way I approach that right now. So looking back, I used to cringe. And I used to think like, oops, maybe I should have waited until I knew more. And now I'm like, it's because I did that, that I was able to learn more. And the clients I helped back then, back then I also helped them. So if you're afraid that you don't know enough yet, or it's not good enough yet, know that it's actually from doing it and doing it again and again and again, that you're going to create an iterative type of development by going through the same phases over and over again. And that's how you're going to be able to improve it. I'm going to give you an example. For example, today's podcast episode, I think it's probably one of the first times that we are uh, doing the introduction to our podcast episode before we put the jingle of the podcast and then we create the rest of the podcast episode. It took us 81 episodes before we figured that out, that we could do it that way. After 49 episodes, did we start filming video as well for the podcast? My first podcast episodes, I don't know if they made any sense, but they're still my most listened to podcast episodes and people still go and listen to them. And maybe they're not the same quality as I would like them to be today, but they still work and people still text me every day that I got something out of it. Now, what if I would have held back by then and never posted it? Well, that would mean that I would have never been able to help anyone. So it's by doing stuff that you can actually iteratively develop all that you do and actually make it better. Uh, so we talked about what if everyone else is already doing it? Just, well, 
focus on you and your uniqueness. There is a way that you're doing it uniquely you. And then there's also the thing like, what if I don't know it all yet and it's not good enough yet? We talked about just doing it because you will learn a lot more from doing it than from actually postponing the perfection. And then last but not least, and this is a heavy one, and this is one I gotta say, sometimes it feels personal to me and sometimes it doesn't. I think there's a lot of mindset things that, that go with ups and downs because in my life I felt highly confident, I felt super crappy, um, but there is the small matter of what if your environment doesn't believe in you or what if it feels like, like what if it feels like to you, I don't know how to say this sentence, what if you feel like your environment doesn't believe in you? It might be that they don't believe in you because they don't understand or they're just crappy people. Or it might be that you're actually projecting your own judgment on them. So let's look at that. First up, check your own judgment. Do other people really not believe in you? Or are you just like projecting it and um, thinking that they don't believe in you because you yourself are dealing with a crippling fear of failure? My guess is other people believe in you big time. I know that my best friend and I, we've had many, many conversations where we're like, you don't think I'm smart or you don't think I'm in intelligent or pretty or funny or whatever. But we're like, no, that's all in your head. I think you're the smartest, funnest person in the world. And I love you and I love every part of you. But that's something you're dealing with out of your own trauma from childhood. So it might be when it feels like to you that your environment doesn't support you or doesn't believe in you, that it's actually you you don't believe in you. Because guess what? If you would believe in yourself, it wouldn't be so heavy. You wouldn't actually, like, even if you get criticized, you wouldn't actually uh, attach too many emotions to it because you would be like, well, you do you, but I know my own worth. So probably there's a lot there to work through. And you can just have a look at, okay, what am I afraid of? Like, take a piece of paper and literally just write down what am I afraid of? Or why don't I believe in myself? And then probably, you know, by the way, doing this out loud verbally or writing it down really helps to get out of your own head. I really recommend it. So what if you wrote down, like, why do I feel like this? Or why do I feel so insecure? What am I afraid of? Just let your thoughts flow. And probably at the end of a brain dump and where you're just like writing down your thoughts on a piece of paper and it doesn't have to make sense. It doesn't have to be like a bullet, a bullet type uh, I don't know, a uh, piece of paper, but just write down all of the words. And at the end, you will see that from the moment you step away from rational thoughts, you will go to the emotional thoughts and you'll think like, I am not good enough. I don't know enough yet. Uh, I will make a fool of myself when I publish this. And then we go back to the previous things we were talking about, you know, like you are good enough. You're already good enough and you're gonna get even better in the future. So that's totally fine. But check your own judgment and stop projecting that on your environment because probably when you actually talk to them, a lot more people will believe in you. And they are all... Obviously, like if they don't believe in you, which is the second part, they're probably just pro projecting their own fears onto you. So a typical example of this is, for example, when you grow up in a non-entrepreneurial family and you want to become an entrepreneur and they're like, no, stick with your job, stick with your really great job at like a big four company. Don't go after your own dreams because that's safe. Newsflash, working for someone else is not safe at all. I think we, we know that. Um... And they're probably just placing their own limiting beliefs on you because maybe at some point they had a really big dream, but they were never able to do it or to make it 
come true. So they will refer to what they know and what they've been telling themselves in order to like apologize for why they didn't make their big dreams come true. For example, maybe uh, you're a hairdresser and your dream is of opening a really big salon and your mom will tell you, don't do that. There's so much responsibility that comes with it because maybe at one point she wanted to, to do her own thing. But then, for example, uh, she got kids and she wasn't able to do it. I'm not, don't want to stereotype here, but I do think there are a lot of stereotypes, especially as women. We often don't grab all of the opportunities that come our way because we choose to prioritize our kids, for example, which is great because we can always choose to prioritize, prioritize our own stuff. But that does often mean, um, from both parents, by the way, that there will be some judgment and projecting onto kids. Because although you want better for your kids, it can also be very confronting to see that they might do what you weren't able to do and will never be able to do. Because other people do have more of a ticking time bomb sort of feeling after a while, you know? So what I would suggest you do when you encounter these types of people who obviously don't believe in you, for example, like your partner, I would sit down with them and first and foremost, really explain why it is so important to you that you do all of this. Uh, for example, quitting your job or building up your own web shop or following a course, for example, this is an objection I see a lot. People are like, hey, hey Amy, I wanna follow your online business boss course or your business freedom elevator and um, I really wanna do it, but my partner, doesn't really want me to invest in this. And I get that you would make those decisions yourself or together. Um, for example, I would never ask my partner for permission or whatever, but I also get that in certain relationships, it's really important to make those big decisions together. So that's fully up to you, zero judgment from my part, but it is important that you then really look at why it is so important because sometimes buying a really big TV might be more important to one person in the household than for the other person, but it's really apparent like you want that because you want to look at the soccer matches on a really big screen. It's very apparent. And then you're like, hey, I want to invest the same amount of money into a coaching program or I want to invest it in buying clothes for my new web shop. And they might not get it because they only see the downside and they don't see the upside. So not only do you want to explain why it is so important to you personally to make your dreams come true, you also want to explain what the potential upside of it is because that's just explaining an ROI. You can be like, hey, I need 2000 euros now to invest in these clothes. And then um, with the numbers and the margins and the stuff that's gonna be coming up, I can turn those 2,000 euros into 4,000 euros and that will fulfill my, my childhood dream of having an online store. I don't know, but include them in the why and include them in the upside and that is how you will get your family, your environment, your partner more on board. Definitely just include them. I've had this in my own relationship too that I'm like, well, you didn't support me my launch or whatever and you know what? if I never talk about the fact that I'm having a launch or what it's about or why it's important, it kind of makes sense that my partner can't really support me, right? So include them in what you do. Don't assume because it's in your own head and it's super clear that they know that it's your childhood dream or that they know that you're stressed out. Really just include your environment and what you're doing. And as I'm saying this, I kind of just feel like, Egh, I could do a little bit more of this too. So I think you're gonna get a lot more support from your environment when they understand what you're doing because they actually might feel a little bit stupid that they don't understand. So maybe just have an open chat about it, okay? But you'll get a lot more support uh, than you think, I think. And if that's not the case, then I have really good news for you because I have a Facebook group that is chock full of really supportive people. We have our Fast Forward Family Facebook group. It's created for abundant entrepreneurs 
or ambitious entrepreneurs like yourself. And you can come and join our group for free through fastforwardamy.com forward slash family. And I also added the link in the description here. And in there, we share tips, we share funny stories, we share our fails with each other so that we can hype each other up. The group is really made for ambitious people like myself, like yourself, so that you can really find this other type of environment than maybe the one you grew up in because Let's face it, sometimes you just outgrow your environment and I think it's really paramount that you then find a new environment that does support you. And it doesn't always mean that you have to let your old friends go. It just means that maybe your friendship becomes a little bit more about a little bit less in your life and this other part of your life, your business, you can share with other people. And maybe there will be a crossover, maybe there won't, but maybe you can find a new business bestie, whatever. I added the link, it's fastforwardamy.com forward slash fast forward family and uh, I would love to just have you there in the group. Okay, if we recap all of this, um, I think it's safe to say that we concluded you got to be your own biggest cheerleader and you got to believe in yourself and you got to play to your authenticity and remember that you have a unique gift that no one else has and you owe it to the world to show them. Credits Marie Forleo for that inspiration and it's okay to keep improving. It's okay to work iteratively. Probably in a year's time, you will throw out your first product you ever made, okay? Probably you will cringe when you saw your first drawings. I have this all the time. I have this with my old fitness coaching programs. I have this with my old business advice. My old Instagram posts were definitely cringeworthy. <laughs> and you know what? If you don't cringe at your old content and you don't cringe at your old products, you're not doing it well enough. You're not trying hard enough, okay? So just keep improving, but at least give it a shot. And if you feel like um, surrounding yourself with great people, come and have a look in our Facebook group. Now, um, this was episode 82 of the Fast Forward Amy Show, but I still have something really special to tell you because as we are uh, launching this episode, I also got to say that we are currently launching our online business boss program. And if you are someone who has an offline business and you wanna take it online, or you just wanna get started with an online business and you're feeling super hyped about making money online, I wanna invite you to our business boss course. Our online business boss course uh, can be found through fastforwardamy.com forward slash online business boss. And we're currently running a sale, so you can grab it at a discount. And the course will only take you about two hours to go through. It has four modules on your mindset and also on the, the software and email list and all of that that you need to get your business online and to start making money online. So I wanna invite you, find the link in the description and I would love to see you become a business boss, okay? See you on the inside of that program and then uh, otherwise talk to you next week, Tuesday for a new episode of the Fast Forward Amy Show. I'm Fast Forward Amy, your host and coach and I'd love to see you again next week. Mm -hmm.